and then you know if, if you listen you also know that i have everybody introduce themselves right mm-hmm. so well, i'll throw that to you at at the beginning and then we'll just see where it goes yeah <clears throat> right. such a deep ass question i know it is it totally <laughs> is Spiritual Conversations for the Godless. I'm Matthew Blake. And I'm Karen Thurston. Welcome to Heathen. Hi, Heathens. Welcome to a new episode. I'm here with my very, very, very good friend, Alicia Jade. Hi, Alicia. Hey. Welcome to Heathen. Thank you. Um, You've just been telling me about how you like walk with heathen and listen to it and i think that's awesome yes it's like one of your it it is a must do it helps me get through my hour and a half to two hour walk and it's straight <laughs> up therapy oh well the episodes are like an hour and a half two hours sometimes so that... yeah i told you 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 have the longest running <laughs> episodic like podcast so on those days i walk a little extra which is fine hey i'm just helping you get your steps in mm-hmm. <laughs> um all right so this is what happens when people come into town. I, <laughs> I text them and I'm Surprise. like, I can't wait to see you. I'm so excited to hang out. Also, do you want to sit away. down on my podcast? <laughs> so you're uh, in San Diego visiting from the East Coast yeah, where visiting. you moved. Yeah, I'm in Richmond, Virginia. So I'm just, I'm out here. Like I said, Oregon, Cali, and I'm just visiting. Mm. Mm-hmm. Good trip so far? Yes. Nice. Shout out to Oregon. Shout out maybe, to Oregon. Maybe a future home. I don't Ooh, know. I'm going to, well, yeah. <laughs> we we all have Oregon aspirations yeah. in one way, one shape or form. Um, all right. So I like to have folks introduce themselves yeah. on Heathen so that you get to be in control of how you present yourself right from the get-go. Um, so you can say as little or as much as you like, but maybe give folks... A hello and a sense of who you are. Who is Alicia Jade? Who is Alicia Jade? Who am I? It's such a deep question. Like, and I kind of did some research on this one. I had to think <laughs> about it. Because, you know, you can say, oh, I'm, you know, a, a daughter and, you know, I do this and blah, 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 blah. But that's the thing. Like, people tend to identify, like, who they are with, like, what they do. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to do that. Like, I've got to do a better job of introducing myself even, like, on regular mm. Um, conversation. So I would say Alicia Jade uh, is a is a is an energy like a, a an energy a being. I'm in a body, right? But um, I can see that. Yeah, but I definitely have multiple beings. You know, I'm someone. I, I would definitely say a seeker. Mm. I'm a seeker. I'm a spiritual being. Um, and that seeking is for truth, you know, mm. um, for peace. I am a lover of um, nature and I thrive off of and always look for, you know, those intimate and very sincere relationships. Um, I am someone who is a fighter and who will not give up for what I believe in. And I tend to stand up for and advocate for others uh, when it comes to roles, if you want to add that in. I mean, I am a daughter of 
you know, a mother and a father that's somewhere out there in the streets. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I well, I will be a uh, a mother um, mm. in September, which is very interesting. I just learned today. Yes, surprise, everybody. <laughs> um, that's interesting, but you know, I'm an active citizen. I'm a mm. good Samaritan. Um, I'm a community member. I'm a cheerleader. Um, mm. There's just so many different things, but yeah, overall, I consider myself to be a pretty cool, laid back um, individual who loves adventure, open to new opportunities, trying new foods, uh, trying to stay active, mental, like emotional, physical, all that good stuff. Just trying. Wow. That, no, that is like, not to rate introductions or compare introductions that people, the way people choose to introduce themselves, but that was awesome. Oh, thank you. I love, I freaking love how much thought you've put into. I really have. Well, just who you are, how you carry yourself, how you want to present, and everything that you said is like stuff that I would have 100% like cheerleader like yeah advocate good yeah. citizen the laid back great <laughs> travel companion yeah um i mean we've we've that's been uh i mean one of my favorite parts of our friendship was mm-hmm. is that because we've we've gone to colorado we've yeah, done the northeast nomad new, new england new, new england, england nomad new england nomads <laughs> yeah that was our hashtag <laughs> for a couple autumns ago um i've seen you in dc um, yeah, and and then of course we we you, you did live here in San mm-hmm. Diego for a period, which is where we met. Yep. Um, <clears throat> we met through a church that I've mentioned several times on on this podcast. Not not uh, the church that I started in San Diego, but the church that I kind of found a little bit of healing at after uh, the church I started fell mm-hmm. apart. So we met that right. That, yeah, like, we actually met at. You met through Mission Gathering. Mission Gathering, and it was actually. Through Jess and Andy's, uh, um, what do you call it? Like a study like a group? small group. Small group, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Shout out to Jess and Andy. Yeah, shout out to them. Who are in Oregon. Right. <laughs> it's meant to be. Um, wow. So that was uh, a good, I don't know, six years ago, maybe? Yeah, it's been a while now. Yeah, six years. Mm-hmm. So... But I was realizing as we've been kind of chatting and then as I'm just thinking about having this conversation with you today that I don't know a ton about your upbringing in yeah. terms of spiritually, like where you came from, what your roots are, yeah, that kind of thing. So you gave me a little preview before, but what? let's, let's jump. Let's go back. Let's dig deep. Let's dig deep. <laughs> or as, as you all like to say, and, and shout out to Kobe, um, Unpack. Unpack. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a good word. The situation. Uh, it's such a podcast word. Let's unpack let's that. Unpack. I know. I've heard it in different podcasts now. It's like <laughs> official language. Oh, okay. So, spiritually upbringing. Um, well, I'm from Virginia, mm-hmm. which is technically a part of the South. Yep. Um, so, if you know anything I will about- to that. Yeah, exactly. So, if you know anything about just Southern- religion christianity at that point um it's a lot going on yeah so uh sharing with you that um when i was born weeks to months i don't know the exact timeline because my memory is a little off um <laughs> in that first, in that that, empathy, that first right, year of life, life is a little fuzzy <laughs> just a tad bit fuzzy um uh, but uh 
don't know if you technically would call it baptized. I'm not sure it's baptized or dedicated. So Catholics like don't get little, you know, fussy with me because I don't know the exact terminology or phase wise. But <laughs> yeah. yes, I was dedicated or baptized okay. in the Catholic Church. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure they don't. It's not. They don't do like the. The dunking that we did. No, like, like, my, I have pictures. My evangelical like, church. It was like my mom, my godparents, and the priest, and I, I was being held and like sprinkled water mm-hmm, on me. Yeah. So whatever that ceremony is called, that's what happened. <laughs> that happened to you. Um, in a yeah, Catholic church. In a Catholic church. Okay. St. Gerard's. Right on. Um, so, yeah, that was that experience, and that pretty much lasts until I was about eight years old. At eight years old, my mother married, and we began to go to my stepfather's church, which is a Baptist church. Mm. Um, So that was a completely different experience because I was used to um, being very quiet and reserved and sitting down and following everybody's rules and orders. And then I went to a Baptist church, which I think was a little shocker for me, Mm. um, where it was like very loud, (laughs) um, very loud music, like just different experience um and so went to that church um you know from eight until i got into my high school age and then um you know my mother and my stepfather were going through some difficulties and separation and divorce and then i had a choice it was like okay well you can go if you want to go or not go if you want to go and Mm. i didn't feel a urge connection community to really go i mean i was Mm. more so going out of just respecting me because I thought it was the thing to do. Yeah. So I stopped going to church maybe around my, I don't know, junior, senior year, graduated, um, ended up going to college. And of course, when you get to college, it's a huge melting pot of yeah. just everybody, like ethnicity, religion, like interests, whatever it is. Did you go to like a big school, like state school? or? Yeah. So I went to VCU. Shout out to the Rams. Okay, um the largest school in Virginia. Yeah. I think they were like, I don't know what it is now, but at that time, maybe 32, 33,000 yeah. um, students. And so, and BC was very diverse. So um, I, I saw, I'm a big person that's like big on relationships. And so one of my ways, one of my love languages is quality time. Mm, and so that right was the way, you. see, yeah, yeah. That was the way that I developed I relationships. The reason we got along so well. Just quality time. Yeah. I love it. Um, so I would go to church with friends or, um, you know, different activities that were related to church. It could be a service-related um, event. It could be, you know, actually going and listening you know, to sermons. It could be whatever. But me spending time with those friends and learning and understanding, like, how they live mm. and what they believe, like, that was really big to me. So I can totally see you in that environment, like, participating for the sake of a relationship, yeah. for the sake of, you know, like, I want to get to know this person, what matters to you. Yeah. And that's And also having, like, I feel like you have a pretty natural curiosity, too, just in general, like, about... Oh, curiosity killed the cat. Yeah. It's, it's straight up everything. my language. So <clears throat> I'm into everything. Like I said, I'm a seeker. I want to know everything. Did you... Sorry, d- d- just to ask about, like, the... So at the Catholic Church, you, I mean, that was, you're really young. You're probably mm-hmm. not making any personal, like, decisions Correct. about your spirituality. Correct. During that time. By the time you hit the Baptist Church, did you, ha- like, did you ever, like, go, did you pray the sinner's prayer? Like, did you, like, get saved? Like, what was? Nope. No. So, nope. like, you just were there. Like, you were yep. doing it because it's what the family did. Yep. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I was on the Usher um, <laughs> Kids Youth Board. <laughs> direct some people that's probably where my leadership started nice (laughs) the usher kids youth board yeah i remember when it's black and white traditional baptist south shit i'm telling you Uh um 
But yeah, so that was it. Huh. Yeah. So yeah, got to college, okay. did all that. And I had a really good friend. Um, I miss our relationship, but I had a really good friend um, that when once I graduated from college, um, I moved up to the D.C., Maryland area for an internship. Mm. And I stayed with her and her family, and she introduced me to a church up there. And it was one of the first times that I actually went to a church and I felt, I started to feel this connection, um, this belonging, um, this sense of purpose. And um, I really just connected. I mean, it was a great mixture and balance between, you know, belonging, serving the community, um, being comfortable with who I am because mm. it was a very laid back, come, like literally come as you are. Yeah. Um, which helped, you know, with me being open and to receive, like, and listen to what was being said. I mean, it was great music, uh, just very, like, modern, progressive. And that's kind of when things kind of changed for me. Like, okay, well, you know, maybe this does mean something to me. Um, and I enjoy that. And then about a year later, that's when I ended up moving out here mm. to San Diego. And I I gained such a, like, positive experience with that i wanted to continue it it was something i wanted and so yeah. that's where the story started I, the first thing i did when i got to san diego i got off the plane i rented a car i drove to uh, a jeep dealership where i met one of my really good friends and got a car <laughs> that was a it was the day before cinco de mayo i want to say it was like a thursday or friday or something okay. and then so Contra my right so my like to-do <laughs> list it was like a, get a car. B, like get into your apartment, you know, that I already, you know, signed the lease for and everything. Um, C, find a church, <laughs> literally. And yep. so I was yelping, you know, like yeah. I yelp everything. I believe in reviews. <clears throat> I believe in people. I believe in community. Mm-hmm. So I was like, people are not going to lead me the wrong way. And I'm like <laughs> Googling best churches in San Diego. Yeah. And so I'm going through all, you know, people's responses and feedback. I'm visiting websites. I'm looking at the staff, the activities that are going on, the times of the service. And it like narrowed down to like, two or three for me. Uh-huh. Um, and I remember that Sunday going to one service that was like at nine something in the morning. And I went, I was so excited and eager. And I got there and it's just, it's feeling right. Like I got there and I was just like, mm. I was waiting for it. I was like, waiting for that yeah. that connection, that something to click for yeah, me totally. to say, this is it. But I didn't get it. And so in the middle of the service, I had a mental like conversation. I was just like, okay. Is it rude for me to get up and just leave right now? <laughs> or do I wait, you know, out of respect and like, what do I do next? Like, do I just go home? Do I wait until next Sunday? Yeah. So I'm like sitting, I remember sitting there, I'm like going through my list and trying to like look up time to see when the next service starts. <laughs> and I saw that MG had a service that was like right afterwards. So yeah. as soon as the service was over with, I like got up and bolted out. <laughs> You're not going to let anybody stop you to say hello. No, welcome. First timer. Nope, Here's your mug. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, and I got, I get straight like into the car and I, I go to MG and I pull up and I remember it being like a sign. Like physically there was a sign there and it said, welcome home. Yeah. And I was like, okay, good vibes. And I walked in and it was just like, it's just like this feeling, this ambiance. Um, yeah. And for me, that's, that's you know, where the connection started. And that's how, you know, we met. And everyone was just so cool and welcoming. Yeah. And 
I was like, how open? And then the fact that, you know, the lead pastor, like, was gay and he just had just so much, like, diversity and the type of people that were there. I was like, look, this definitely isn't a place for judgment, you right. know. At least that was my initial experience. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's where, that's how I got to where I am. And now, I would define myself, <clears throat> see, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm a heathen, but I don't know what I really, truly am, like, I'm like heathen slash seeker. Yeah. You know, like th that seeking part really sticks with me. Cause I still to this day, like I'm reading books where I'm looking at various religions because I'm still trying to identify, like, mm. okay, well, maybe I identify here or maybe I don't. Or like I told you, like, what's the problem? What's so wrong with believing in multiple, you know, like mm -hmm. disciplines? Or why why can't I just take the good from all of them? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Why can't I have like where's that book at? Why can't I have the best bits of where's that institution? Yeah, I mean, heathen, I mean, you probably heard me say, like, it just, it, I, it came from my mom. Like, it was a thing my mom said. I love it, right. Growing up. No, it's genius. Um, any, anything that was, like, slightly outside of our little comfort zone of Christianity was, like, was. Straight heathen. Oh, heathen. Heathen. Yeah. And uh, so that's why it's it's a super, like, flexible word. Yeah. And you can adopt it if, if it's helpful. Um, but, yeah, like, it, it, at least in this context, I know that there's, like, legitimate, like, there's actual, there are actual like people who identify like heathenism is the kind of their, the way they practice their spirituality, actually. Yeah. I, which I didn't really know when I first started this podcast, but I've yeah. like, I've seen that since then. But, um, I don't know. Here in this space, it just means like you probably had some issues with whatever you were brought up in and needed to like, yeah transition out of that or, or figure out a uh, some, something that worked for you. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I like to use the word apostasy for me because I just straight up like, you know, like, oh, I don't believe the things that I used to say I believed. So, but. yeah, I mean, and, and part of, I guess, the, the reason why I don't know why I seek so much, but I know it's because of these internal conflicts or spiritual conflicts that have happened. And, you know, I, I like I said in my introduction, like I want to be a great person at the end of the day yeah. um like i want to be a good person to myself but then also like the world the community so i'm always striving for that greatness or whatever you want to call it but um i give you an example of i guess where heathen would apply for me um you know i've always uh which is funny because we were just talking about well we we're kind of talking about your upcoming episode with the, the sex and everything. <laughs> yeah. But um, that has always been one of the biggest challenges for me. You mm. know, I I started having sex when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know why I did it. Um, it could just been because people talked about it or I thought it was what I was supposed to do in a relationship or whatever. I don't know. Maybe I wanted to do it. But yeah. whatever. Um, that area has always been something that I struggled with because – um, you have the church and the book and whatever saying, oh, you're supposed to be, you know, married and this and that and blah, 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 blah. Um, but I'm like, but it's a natural like mm. feeling mm -hmm. and, you know, is it so bad that we do it before? You know, like as long yeah. as I feel like we're being responsible yeah. and communicating about it, like, isn't that okay? Like, um, so what happened is it started to bleed into like these relationships that I would get into, right? Yeah. So like I would jump into these relationships and, you know, I, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to have sex. I'm not going to do anything. Like I want to do the right thing, right? Like I want right. 
um, you know, lead the right path and I want to get married and then have sex and da, 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 da. But I wouldn't do that. I would get into the relationships I really like the person I was with. Um, and sex is another way of bonding and connecting, right? Yeah, it's a, one and, of the primary ways probably that we do that right? in romantic That's how you know it's real, <laughs> right? That's for me, right? Kind yeah. of. But anyways, um, but I would... I would do that, but then I would start to feel this huge guilt after I had mm. had sex for a while. Yep. And so what I noticed, one of the themes is, okay, I really like somebody. We're growing. I want to share. We have sex. But then eventually I feel guilty because of this pressure from my religious upbringing. Yeah. And then I would stop. I would recluse. I would like oh, go backwards wow. and I would stop having sex. And then it brought up all these issues in my relationships. Yeah, of course. Um, and it wasn't, I mean, I had different experiences. Like I had one guy tell me like, hey, if you don't have sex with me, then I'll go out and have sex with somebody else. I mean, and you think about like what that does to a person, Yeah. Um, you know, and I've had, uh, you know, people uh, just be completely confused and then they think it's them right like they take mm. it personally I'm like well no it's not you it's but I was never able to communicate and convey like this is why these changes have happened because I felt so like confused insecure about it um and I just didn't think anybody would understand yeah um so that's just one example of like how, you know, religion and trying to abide, you know, by the rules, like has caused conflict. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, so by the time that our conversation that we're having right now is live, the sexisode will have already aired too, because that comes out tomorrow. Boom. So in, listen to in that. Real time. Yeah. So that, I mean, that one is... I mean, we're we're going to be having ongoing conversations about sex on Heathen because we've been introduced to so many sex experts, quote unquote, sex experts. Sex <laughs> but um, yeah, we talked we talked about that a lot with Bird Ward. Um, the just the emotional component, and then the the this spiritual the guilt thing you're talking mm-hmm. about the um, the weight that we we have from our communities that yeah. tells us how we should be behaving. I mean, yeah, I was <laughs> like, I was ace. I, I, and I truly think I was just like asexual I, mm-hmm. just like, until I was 28. I mean, I wasn't like, I mean, I would like masturbate and I had right. like my own fantasies and everything, right. but I just was not sexually. I did not participate in sexual anything with the exception of like a couple like fooling around things in high school that right. I felt super guilty about and wrote songs about to you know begging Jesus for forgiveness. Um, <clears throat> until Please I was forgive me, Jesus. Yeah, it was, yeah, that was it. How, you've heard it. <laughs> I didn't realize it was like on the charts. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like sex is the well. Okay, so did you have like a decent sexual edu- like sex ed like? No, no. That's the other thing. So yeah, we know, that tends to be the thing. In yeah, and I wish, yeah. and I plan on being so open and real when it comes to my daughter gets to be whatever age. I don't know what age is appropriate, but yeah, I didn't have that. I mean, I had formally, I had it in high school was a I, class like I for. Know, I didn't know it was a daughter. Oh yeah, it's a girl. Ah! <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm gonna sorry. have a mini I'm me. Out. Bless my soul oh. and the universe. I don't know what's going on, but um. Yeah, it's a girl. So, uh, yeah, and so I had a formal, like, what, one semester or nine-week course in high school. But my mom didn't talk about that. I mean, yeah. 
we, my mom and I had a really different relationship, um, you know, growing up. So it just wasn't talked about. And mm-hmm. so everything that I knew about sex either was through friends or I don't know, maybe a magazine, maybe something I saw on TV in a movie. Yeah. Like that's what I knew about it. <laughs> Which is so helpful. Like TV and movie sex right? is super helpful for understanding how the process works. Yeah, that's oh, what I did like forever. you just have like a romantic moment in a bed where the sheets are still pulled up to right. your shoulders and then like the camera pans away and something happens. Yeah, like, you hear sounds and you make sounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have some breathing in. I don't know. Like, oh wait, I did have a, the, you know what? There was a course at VCU called Human sexuality oh really it was a very it was like one of the most popular classes mm-hmm. um on campus but it, i took it during the intercession which is like the period in between the fall and spring semester so it was only for like two weeks very educational just a lot of stuff to happen in two weeks um, yeah so formally i had a little sex education there but um but that was like college right that was college yeah yeah, yeah. Sex, yeah is, sex is really interesting i mean even even to this day if I have to be completely honest, I mean, I've definitely gone back and forth, like I said, with um, those thoughts when I get into relationships. But I mean, it's been it's religion and sex play, has played so so much a bit of a role for me. Like, so what happened is like maybe two, three years ago, I was in a relationship, and like I said, I started having sex, and then I was like, no, I want to you know do the right thing, and mm. da 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 da. So I started like listening to these like church podcasts. I started like getting back on this like whole you know God and Jesus, and this is the example, and this is how I want to live. Like it's the right thing to do, yeah. and I stopped having sex. I communicated that with my partner and why, and it was very difficult for him, but he was supportive at the time. Mm. I mean, at that time, actually got baptized really which is the first time i've ever been baptized wow right um and then you know we went through a really tough breakup and um you know right at that breakup um you know last year uh, a lot of things changed for me my mom uh, was diagnosed with parkinson's mm. you know she has um she suffers from um, bipolar. Um, she was going through some things herself with her job, like her job, you know, had closed down. And so they did a lot, bunch of layoffs. Um, so I felt so much pressure from everything that was going on because then I too had to make some changes myself that um, my gears just switched. And so I was just like, you know, I've been doing all these things right, right? Like I've been trying to be a yeah. good person. I've been doing what the Bible says right. and what they say in a church and da 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 da. And I was like, but all this stuff is happening to me. So what happened is I switched and I was just like, well, fuck it. Like, what do I have to lose? Mm. And so I threw everything out the window. So I was like, fuck, I'm going to have sex. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And uh, that's why I'm going to be a mother in September. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like that's what happened. And But I remember um, having a conversation um, with an ex recently and it was so hard to tell him because, you know, that was the guy that I thought I would be with. And... Mm. He was shocked. Not that I was like going to be a mother, but he was like, "Wait, what happened to you not having sex? Like, what right. happened to all that that we went through?" And I was, I felt so bad, and I was confused because I was like, "I, I gave up. Like, I gave up on God and Jesus and the whole religious community and everything else because I was like, I was doing everything that I was supposed to do, and I felt like everything was coming down on me. Mm. And why should I continue to do it? Like, it's not." proven anything to me yeah so that's like a thing that i think happens to so many people i i don't think it really happened to me so i'm not i'm not speaking from experience on this but i but i have seen 
with a lot of folks, like when that switch flips, like mm-hmm. when like something happens, there's a trigger, there's a moment where it's kind of the the straw, the mm-hmm. last straw or whatever, and you make a really you pivot in, oh, yeah. in a big way and make a really radical shift in how you're living and just from like following a a very um I mean, for all of its faults, like, Mm -hmm. the one thing about, uh, I don't know, Christian living or whatever, you know, the rules of that, of that, of a a conservative, you know, Christianity, it's really clear. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very black and white. Like, Mm -hmm. what you do, what's right, how to to fit in, you Mm -hmm. know, not belong necessarily, because that's always the thing we're talking about on this podcast, too, is like, it's not actual real belonging, but it is fitting in. And there is a comfort in that. Yeah. There is a um, safety in knowing that a community has your back as long as you do X, Y, Z. And for some people doing X, Y, Z is really easy. Yeah. And then others, <laughs> you wanted to have sex in high school. Like mm-hmm. that's a thing that you wanted to do. So that, you know, it, it, it doesn't work for everyone. So yeah, for a lot of people I've seen where, when that the final straw like lands on the camel's back and you're just like nope fuck it i'm out i'm done yeah. and i'm going to go like live in a completely different mm-hmm. way which like can be great can lead to awesome things and it can also feel like whiplash mm-hmm. like it can also oh, feel yeah. um yeah right like and and it can also take you to some places maybe that like you weren't ever expecting or ready for or prepared for or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. so, I, I mean, again, my story has been much more of like, I think a slow, gradual weaning off of my faith. Um, the faith, at least the faith I grew up in. And I don't, I don't even use the word faith now to describe my spirituality, I guess. But um, I'm sorry. Like, look at Jade right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> Treat yourself to eighteen. <laughs> We were talking earlier about how Jade, the dog, the the family dog, is in every episode because she always barks at somebody. But right now she's doing this weird backwards ankle, like (laughs) gnawing on her foot. Like, (sighs) she just is so weird. Uh, That was happening right behind you and it was distracting me. So sorry, I had to point it out. Um, Man, okay. So you were talking about uh, spiritual conflict Mm -hmm. and and how that... So, and one of those, one of those things was sex. Like what, what else, were there other like things that were triggers for you and being like, no, like this isn't, this isn't going to work for me anymore. Like this, this way of belief or the rules I have to follow here. Yeah. I mean, there's been a couple of different um, experiences. I think first of all, about just meeting different people and then having these type of conversations and them sharing their beliefs. Like, you know, I've met a couple of, um, you know, we were talking about yoga earlier and this being like a whole new, you know, mm. spiritual piece and introduction and practice for myself. I'm like, well, damn, like yoga and the language, it makes so much sense to me. Yeah. Um, like, why isn't this the truth? Like, why, mm. like, isn't this what everyone should be practicing? Like, this is my favorite thing right now. And we just, we right. just we came just from a yoga came class. From yoga class um, but. I mean, because I'm like, at the end of the day, don't we just all like want to be and should be good people to others, to ourselves, to our community? Like, mm. let's just pull all the good. I don't care who came up with it, like who practiced it. 
let's just be good. Yeah. And so. What book it's in. I mean, yeah, I don't care what book it's in. Who cares? Like, you know, whatever. So I've had, I've talked to a lot of people and I, you know, um, you know, one of the things I've recently learned a lot about through people are like uh, ancient, um, like comedic yoga, like, you know, in Egypt or like, you know, different parts of Africa. Oh, is right? that, what, what is that? Comedic? Comedic yoga. Look it up. I don't know too much about it, but okay. it's a thing. Okay. Um, and... And that was like an ancient practice of right, like supposedly, your, like it predates like the India like version of yoga, okay. right? And so, um, a little different practice. But um, when I hear about these types and how you know there's different gods and they believe in the suns and solstice and this and that and da 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 da, I'm like, well, shit, there's nothing wrong with that. It makes sense. And like I said, you know, me having my academia background and always just questioning things in school, mm-hmm. like it aligns more for me scientifically. Mm-hmm. So I can make sense out of that, you know, when it comes to like energies and pools and you talk about new moons and full moons <laughs> and everything else and, you know, astrology and zodiacs yeah. and so I don't know. So that's that's been a conflict for me because I'm like, uh, I connect here on that. Yeah. But again, still my upbringing is saying is this, and you know, with that, you're not supposed to even touch. Right. Totally. That. So astrology is completely. You're not supposed to go to a taboo, fortune teller, for, a tarot yeah. card. I've done that. Yeah. Uh, well, did you listen to the tarot yes. card episode? <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. And I've had some people who are right on point. So yeah, yeah. I I I um. Oh man, like all this now. There's like ten things I want to talk about. So, um, well, first of all, my brother is like my example on all of that stuff because yeah. he, at a much younger age than than me, like started engaging with, I don't like the faiths of other people and mm-hmm. and practices that we weren't permitted to, to participate in. And so he's, I don't, I don't know actually where how he would identify today. Um, that'd be a good question for him. He's coming out <laughs> next month, so we'll. Ooh, maybe we'll get New my guest. siblings on Heathen next month. Um, <clears throat> Family matters. All right. Oh, yay. Um, <laughs> you remember Winslow, my dog, right? Come on. Um, if you title it that, don't worry. I will, I'll just give you some credit. <laughs> Put me in the credits. Family matters. <laughs> okay, so sorry. For Heathen listeners who are like, what the hell are they talking about right now? I had a dog for five years. His name was Winslow. Named him after the Winslow family on Family Matters because that was one of my favorite shows growing up anyway. Um, he was a good dog. Maybe I'll put a picture of him on Instagram later. Um, where are we? Astrology, yoga. So how long have you been doing yoga then? Uh, I've done it off and on for years, but I'd say um, probably for the last year I've been like serious with it. Like, okay. I'd say consistent, maybe like two to three times a week. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I've only been doing it for five, six months, maybe. Okay. Um, and I, w- I need to, I, I told you earlier, like I've been inconsistent here with it for the past month. We've just been doing it like once a week, but um, I want to get back into it more frequently again. It, so for me... Like all of the things that you we were supposed to feel growing up mm-hmm. in the church, like when we pray, like mm-hmm. I don't know, that's supposed to do something, right? Mm-hmm. Like at least in 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 that structure I grew up in, like it's supposed to do something, whether that's for you or for someone else mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like supposed to further your connection, um, feel like you're having a conversation with creator, feel like 
something's happening, right? right? Prayer was just very rarely that for me. I can mm-hmm. think of just a handful of times when I had a moment in prayer that felt like I was accessing something beyond myself. Correct. Or just talking to the ceiling. Um, that's what it felt like most of the time. And it felt very rehearsed and practiced. And and also in my circles growing up, prayer was, excuse me, it was really performative. Mm-hmm. Like it was a thing that you did holding hands in a circle yeah. and somebody would be asked to pray or designated to pray or you would have to op, you know, volunteer to pray. And I was always that kid because I, whatever, like I could do it really well. Mm-hmm. It, again, really well meaning <laughs> In that context of like, adults would come up to me and tell me, oh, you're such like a, you're going to be a good spiritual leader, Matthew. And, you know, you're, you, when you talk to God, it's just, we feel things. And I'm like, really? You feel things happening? Because <laughs> I, don't. I don't, I'm just saying words that right. I think sound good together. Mm-hmm. And um, so yoga for me has been this key. It's totally unlocked these experiences that I would have loved to have had right in my spiritual upbringing my Christian practices uh, growing up um but never did it just that like never in the way in the way that moving my body into a certain position does yeah. for me and not just like moving my body into a certain position but but within the greater context of like, setting an intention and um yes yeah, an intention yeah. awareness yes like you're scanning scanning your body <laughs> awareness fe- like what is my, what am i feeling from myself what is my body telling me mm-hmm. um how is my breathing affecting yeah my movement um i the whole practice does something for me that mm-hmm. it, in a in a i mean i don't i don't want to call it a shortcut or anything like that, but it, it, it just, it's so, it can be so fast sometimes. It like can. the first pose, sometimes I'll just be like, I'll feel like weeping coming on, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so I hear, I still hear sometimes, we, we were talking about it on a recent episode, a, a just pastor bro dude who was tweeting about um, how people, uh, how Christians doing yoga, if they only knew that they were sinning, you know, like, like that was, yeah, 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 yeah. Straight up just like tweeting about how like. Yoga has done so much more for my personal and spiritual development. I, whoa. Yeah. Pastor bro. Pastor bro. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's like, I I just want to like, let that dude. Has he taken a yoga class? Exactly. I just, I want, I want him to experience what I've experienced. (laughs) And, and. That void, coming from mm. a, a place of void and feeling um, inadequate or like I'm doing something wrong. There's some reason God doesn't talk to me. There's some reason I don't feel. And then like going into a practice that does. All right. of, and it's not, you know, it's not like the Yahweh God. It's not yeah. like Jesus. It's it's me. Right. <laughs> it's I believe it's me and my own spirit and my own intuition and the things that I'm like the wisdom within, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know what I believe about reincarnation or anything, mm-hmm. but I, I, there's something inside that teaches me mm-hmm. and like legitimately like gives me experiences that I come, I walk away from that I feel like I know something new about myself or yeah. I'm able to access a new part of myself. I'm able to see other people 
mm-hmm. in a new light that I didn't have before. That's like more compassionate, more open and, and accepting. Like all the stuff that Christianity like claimed to do. See, and that's my thing. Like when it comes to Christianity and specifically like just institutions, I think it's the physical space too. It's just like, I feel like my experience has been like, it's the do, 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 or it's like, here are the rules, like do it, right? Mm-hmm. Where yoga gives you the tools, it gives you the how, mm. it, it allows you to actually effectively implement um, to do those things. Like when we talk about peace, when we talk about love, when we talk about like, great, yes, we should do it. Yes, we should be very loving, kind, you know, forgiving, whatever people, but how do you do that? And yoga for me has given me, like you said, very quick, efficient tools to yeah. do that. And then, you know, again, as an educator and someone who believes in the community, when you see it actually happen in front of you with different populations, like, you know, now they're introducing and practicing yoga in the classrooms and are using it with behavior modification alternatives, mm. you know, so you're seeing where more schools are starting instead of, you know, sending kids to in school detention or suspending them. Right. Now they're sending them to like a yoga hour, like during school. Wow. And you see the like transformations. I'm like, you want more peace, right? That's what you said, right? right. You want love, right. you want compassion, like all these good qualities. Like, well, shit, then yoga's the answer. Hey. Um, or at least one of them. It's one of them. So. Yeah. It just makes sense for me. And so I wish Passabro yeah. would <laughs> go into one of these schools yeah. um, and let that be maybe an example and an eye opener or I don't know. And I like you just kind of hit it up nail on the head. Like it makes sense for me. Right. Right. And so I get and I don't want to detract from people for whom Christianity makes sense. Yeah. Like great. Good for you. Awesome. Um, what I wish I had had. Growing up, were were more options. Yes, I just wish that I the the way I was indoctrinated didn't lead me to believe that anything outside of a very narrow um, system of belief and the expectations around my particular brand of Christianity mm-hmm. uh, was wrong and sinful. Mm-hmm. I wish that that it had been presented in a way that was like, here's what our family does. Like our family goes to church. We believe in Jesus and we, we celebrate the resurrection and we take communion and we do all these things that you do. But also like there are (laughs) 6 billion at that time, probably I don't know where where are we at? Seven, 8 billion people on the planet now um, who all have bodies and souls Mm -hmm. and who all experience um, different experience their their own spirituality through different ways, mm-hmm. right? And and so we can't be so arrogant as to think that our little church that has a hundred people in Western North Carolina has the you know the, that we've got we've got the we're the be all end all of right. of spirituality, like because then at least when I did encounter people. And not that I did encounter a lot of people growing up. That was the thing. Like, it was such a bubble and we were so self-contained and, you know, everyone believed, everyone I knew believed what our family believed. So, um, but when, like, when I went to college, I didn't go to a 
big state school. I went to itty bitty private Christian school, but even there, like there, I still encountered people who believed different things and it was a struggle. It was a challenge for me. Yeah. Um, and a good one because obviously it ultimately did expand my understanding and push mm-hmm. me to be who I am today. But man, it would have been nice. It just would have been nice to yeah. know that like when I encountered someone who like someone in the theater department at King College who yeah. like those are some of the people I really struggled with because like, you know, theater kids like mm-hmm. <laughs> super free, super like whatever. And and um man, it just would have been nice to not like my first reaction to be so judgmental is mm-hmm. all. Um and I might have discovered some things about myself sooner. Yeah. You know, that would have been really nice. Like I'm 36. Am I 36? Yeah, I just turned 36 (laughs) and uh man like i feel like i shouldn't just now be learning some of this stuff about myself i feel like there with you could have known it earlier (laughs) i am right there with you oh man yeah more options earlier would have been great i mean i guess across the u.s and certain cities areas that's People have more options, but where we're from, mm-hmm. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, they wouldn't, you know, it just, that was the norm and that's all you really knew. Yeah. Hi, heathens. There was a natural break in the conversation. Music started playing. And so here I am swooping in with a couple of reminders. First up is the Heathen Huddle. It's our secret Facebook group. Shh just kidding you can tell people um where you can heathen it up with other heathens who are also listening to you guessed it heathen it's like an online water cooler people used to chat about the latest episode of dynasty or dawson's creek or desperate housewives or designing women or whatever tv show that starts with the letter d that was popular in your era um while they were filling up their glasses at the culligan machine in the break room but nowadays we just all get our water from apps on our phone right so since you're already staring at your phone why not join the huddle it's a safe space to meet other folks in various states of spiritual deconstruction apostasy reconstruction and all the things that are in between so to get in we just need your email address that's associated with your facebook account which you can send to askheathen at gmail.com or just in a private message through our facebook page In addition to the huddle, we also have a new Patreon account where you can be part of bringing Heathen to many earbuds every week. Um, Karen and I have been planning some bonus material and some behind-the-scenes stuff that we're going to be rolling out once we hit a critical mass of supporters. So, if you would like to support the podcast, you can do so for as little as $3 a month, which is the Trinity giving level, by the way. And uh, to say thank you for your help, we will be offering some extra content, web chats, early access, and more stuff as we come up with it. So if you love these conversations, we'd love to have you as a supporter. And you can get all the details over at patreon.com slash heathen podcast. Thanks, heathens. I remember a moment on our trip on our New England nomad trip um, where, so we were, that was right before the election, wasn't it? Yep. Um, Oh yeah. We were walking in, was it Boston Commons? Like we were in the park, right? Mm -hmm. I think. And you just kind of like looked at me and you had like a moment of just like, like what's wrong with the world? (laughs) I need a hug right now. Probably. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and I just, that moment has kind of stuck with me. 
hmm. ever since then because it, it just I, you know it was seeing through someone else's eyes like, yeah your experience I don't remember what had happened to trigger that like I don't know if we had seen I don't know maybe somebody was papering with tracks Bible tracks or something or we'd seen a Trump sign or whatever but um or probably he had just said some crazy batshit thing that day. That's and so we were, yeah. Probably. Yeah, we were all on edge. Could have been what happened. Um, but we, I know for me at that time, I was 100% confident that the world was going to go in the direction I thought it was going to go Well, in. you and the rest of the world? Right? I went, <laughs> look, my plan that night was, I was like, oh, I'm going to bed early tonight. Like, I know. <laughs> I think I was like. Planning to go to bed at like nine o'clock. I'd remember it like it was nine eleven almost. I mean, I literally was sitting on my sofa. I had the news on, mm. and I was like doing some homework or something. Um, and I was doing something. I don't know. But anyways, I remember thinking, "Oh, I'll be in the bed at like nine thirty. Yeah. And then I saw I saw the fucking colors come in on the map, and that is the visual. I will never forget that visual Ooh, of yeah. seeing the United States map go red and red and red and red and i was like i didn't know what to do and i had to stay up because i was like mm-hmm. when is this going to turn and then the closer we got you know to the end of it and then when they started showing like the faces of people you know on the hillary team i was just like shit just got real, real and i don't real. think it's turning around so yeah no one will we'll never forget um that yeah it's just wild to think there, there she goes. There she is. <laughs> Somebody just dropped off some mail. So, heathens, there's your weekly dose of jade. <laughs> jade it. <laughs> Love it. Um. Yeah, it's just wild to think about that moment and how, you know, I think even as I, as we hugged in that park, and I was just like, you know what, like we're we will get through this, like. The end of this, we'll get to the end of this really soon. Thinking, of course, like Hillary mm. will be president and, you know, we'll continue the progress started by, well, not started by, but, you know, the, the in our lifetimes that we really witnessed under eight years with the Obamas, like, yeah. the world's going to, like, keep moving in that, in that direction, right? Like, of course it is. Like, of course, that's... You expected it. The, yeah, the moral arc of the universe, like, always bends towards justice. Like, that's happening. And then it didn't. And it, I had... You know, the same, the night for us was, we actually, I think I actually, like, I think it was a Facebook event I created and called mm. it, like, Hillary Celebration Party or whatever. Oh, everybody like, So we wrong. had people over. I mean, we, we had, we, you know, we had champagne and then. People de- were devastated. Like, people died that night. It was rough. Um, yeah. It changed, it changed a lot. It changed. I mean, gosh, Hillary, Jesus, bless your See, there I go, Jesus. That's, yeah. And then when I say it, I retract because I'm like, well, mm, universe, universe, you know, <laughs> spirits, spirits, angels. Like, I don't know, <laughs> whoever. <laughs> um, but no, and uh, shout out to Hillary, but secretly, I, I was late on the Bernie bus. Yeah. Because I, I don't know. I definitely would have been for Bernie too. I just, I love that old man. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Anyways. So, but no, that's. <laughs> I love that old man. I do. Yeah. Um, but that's it's interesting that you bring that specific moment that you're holding on to up. I don't know exactly what it is either, but I tend to get overwhelmed with um, injustice. Mm-hmm. And um, I would definitely, I would say, go back into adding to my introduction, um, you know, a social justice advocate. You know, I'm someone who I connect 
Um, and I want to serve people in communities. And I believe, I don't care what the issue is. I don't care if it's childhood obesity, access to healthcare, HIV, AIDS, you know, human rights, worker rights, housing, mm. inequalities, whatever. Like, yeah. I'm all for it and I want to do the right thing. So the one thing I enjoy about traveling so much is that it is a spiritual journey for me. So mm. I remember on that that trip, um, and I can picture right now, I'm thinking about my Instagram, there were certain things that I took pictures of that I connected with. And I remember mm. us, I don't know where we were. I want to say it was in, was it Providence maybe? Ooh, Providence there was a, a wall spot. that said, who was God? Do you remember that? Huh. I'll show you a picture afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there was a picture that said, you know, who was God? Um, and that, that question, <gasps> oh, yeah. like just sat with me because I was like, mm, that is a great question. Um, and again, it gets my mind thinking about this whole, like my journey and where I am spiritually. And then I think another thing, talking about social justice, um, they kind of maybe around that time messed with me is when we were at Plymouth Rock. Yeah. So that was a huge, like educational experience for mm. me. And I was thinking like, oh man. So I just did a lot of, ref it was a lot of reflection going on. Mm -hmm. Um, so when you know, when you immerse yourself in those type of experiences and you're already like kind of super sensitive to those type of topics, I mean, yeah, I think I probably felt very overwhelmed and frustrated and probably like, you know, helpless or just didn't know, like, I want to help, but like, what do I do? Or yeah. like, how can we make this situation better? And then, like you said, Trump wasn't helping the situation. No. So... Yeah, and I guess I just I bring it up for a couple of reasons. Number the first being just I haven't had a chance to talk with you since the yeah. election. And like but also to know like if and how the climate we're in in in, the, in our country has impacted your own like spiritual like journey or just your 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 being, your you you being in this uh world journey. But because it's I mean it certainly has for me and that switch mm -hmm that was flipped that night for me. I mean, and like for so many people, especially for so many white people, I think mm -hmm. we woke up and we were like, oh, um, <laughs> the world's not like great for everyone. And even the, like this, this, um, this, uh, <laughs> we had eight years of what, you know, I thought, were like amazing progress and, and straight were progress. straight yes. up were because like, hello, especially for me being queer, like I, I experienced a monumental shift in how the world saw me yeah. in those eight years. Um, I mean, I went from like thinking I would never get married to, oh my gosh, like that is an option available to me now. Um, yeah. And women get free birth control. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, some wonderful things. Saying. But it was also kind of this smoke screeny like thing that just let me sit in a little bit of complacency and be like, yeah. oh, um, the world's good. Like we're we're really moving in a great direction and everyone is experiencing the same amount of progress that I am. Mm -hmm. And that wow, you know, like yeah. so not the case. And um, I mean it wasn't just the election that shined a light on that. It, there's been so much happening. Uh, with the women's movement, with Black Lives Matter, like in the world that, oh, like we're yeah. not we're not good. Our country's not good, and and the, yeah, the um this like disgusting, gross, false allegiance that we're supposed to be like paying to our flag and to our yeah. I mean, th this idolatry of of 
of patriotism that we have. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's, it makes me less patriotic. It makes me like mistrust this country more. It makes me, (laughs) makes me want to (laughs) move. Like it makes me want to go to, you know, freaking Finland. Um, So I don't know, like what has any of that, played on on your journey and your experience um i think yes so i think one of the initial questions um once everything went down was you know you talk about spiritual conflicts is like god how could you let this happen right yeah um like how i feel like i feel like god failed Mm. us Mm. you know like at the same time that there's a ton of people out there who are like, oh, God finally won. Like, because right. there's people out there saying, oh, God, Trump is God's man. So, right. So, but then, it's a but wild then even, disconnect. so that was the initial, but then even now to this point, I'm like, there's been so much crazy stuff. And I'm like, it's, it's still happening. I'm like, I cannot believe that he is still where he is, which is just very frustrating. But what I'm trying to do a better job at, mm-hmm. yoga has helped with this, Yay. is trying to, consistently find the positive, like the silver lining in the whole situation. And so what I will say is that even though I am not a fan of Mr. 45, Mm -hmm. um, and I think he's made some crazy ass decisions um, and put us into a worse, you know, state as far as people and how we treat each other in this country. But, um, True colors have come out, mm. um, and because true colors have come out, there have been a couple positives here. Yeah, and I would say one is that now we do have more people and groups and advocates who are saying, "Okay, shit, enough is enough. Like yeah. we got to do something." So you see, people, more people and groups organizing. Yeah. So I'm happy that people are starting to play a more active role in their communities and for advocacy of different types of you know rights. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm happy to see that. Um, the other huge piece I think you, you spoke to is, you know, race relations and how we are in communities, but white people are starting to be like, shit, like, I didn't know it was this bad or what role do I play yeah. or how can I, you know, stand by and support, um, and, you know, white privilege is talked about, you know, in a negative way a lot, um, you know, you know, white people don't understand or they ignore Mm -hmm. um but i think now we have a lot of um allies and supporters who are like you know let me use my white privilege for good like Mm. let me use my skill my talent my what i was born with you know for positive um so there's a lot of good that's coming about and i don't know if we would have gotten there Mm -hmm. um if we weren't pushed yeah and so um, it's it's tough, but yeah, my initial thought was shit. Like, God, what what's up? Yeah, like how how could you allow this to happen? So I don't know. Um, and then from just day to day, I think I mean it's very frustrating. I mean, I've had family that have been impacted um, in regards to some of the decisions. Like, I feel for DACA. I feel mm. for and what's. More recently, ironic, um, the talk about—I can't remember specifically what it is—but the talk about like trying to cut the budget in initially for like DHS or FEMA. Um, that was like earlier in the game when they were talking about budget or whatever. Yeah. 
But I'm like, um, well, shout out to the volcanoes in Hawaii right. and the, you know, wildfires in California and the mudslides and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And so, the coming hurricane season because who knows what's going to happen. Right. So it's just like, again, I really, really have always believed that things happen for a reason. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't know what it is until after the fact. Yeah. Wow. So... I'm 100% on board with the whole idea of we I don't I don't think we would have we the women's movement yeah would not yeah. have happened like the not. women's march obviously would not have happened like there might have been a different kind of women's march like a celebratory yay we have a woman in the white house march yeah, or whatever but not but the it, way not, they turned up not the, exactly <laughs> right um so yeah like there's there's a I love I mean I appreciate the the silver lining perspective yeah. and I'm trying to do some of that too and, and, and see like see things in perspective mm-hmm. and see, and not let myself um, drown in just the sea of despair at like, mm-hmm. because it is daily. It's a daily tweet or a daily press conference or Sarah Huckabee Sanders daily lies. Like it's just daily onslaught of mess, just a mess. Um, so it's so easy to get caught up in that mm-hmm. and think that, Everything is, you know, going to hell in a handbasket and the world's just shit now. Um, so I, like, things I've done are, like, I've tried to pull back on my social media. I, I So I spend so much time, like, way too much time mm-hmm. on Twitter and, and even Facebook. I don't like Facebook, but I still, like, have it open on my desktop most yeah. days at work. It's just there, and I'll look at it, you know, when I, in, in between tasks or whatever. Um, so I've stopped doing that. Like, I've, I've stopped opening those pages so that I'm not inundated mm-hmm. so that I can pull back a little bit and try to see things in perspective and be like, okay, like, we're still talking about the same moral arc of the universe. It's long. Yeah. It does bend toward justice. It's long. Like, it's not even always an arc. It's a pendulum sometimes, right? Like, that happens That's mm-hmm. in, in history. Like, there are moments where we swing real far regressive you know into bad places and then it moves forward um so i'm trying to be i'm trying to like practice a little (laughs) self-care with that self-care is real yeah like not let myself just drown in a a flood of negative tweets um trying to see things in a more historical context and Mm -hmm. perspective and then, you know, exactly what you were saying, like, allyship means a totally different thing to me now than it did two, yeah. two years ago. Um, I don't even know that I was using the word ally two years ago, you know? Um, now I, I I have spent a lot of time thinking about, well, okay, what, like, yeah, what does my privilege mean for my mm-hmm. role in the world? Um, you know, I have a... I... I, I, I I'm fortunate. It is a gift that I'm gay. Like that's a thing I've, you know, come to terms with in the past decade, like to feel like that's a gift for me. Mm-hmm. And and one of the ways that it is a gift is that it does put me in a place where, you know, I'm in the minority on something, right? Like right. There, there's a, there's a, I, I carry something in me that makes me, um, I, I mean, oppressed in a way in our mm-hmm. country. Like that's, oh, that's so I can have that perspective. So like, also, I have white skin, mm-hmm. and that, and I'm male. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so those two things like like jettison me way to the front of the line, right? So 
I try, I'm trying to like bridge those experiences. Yeah. Like I'm trying to understand what it means to <sighs> allyship like that, like just being an ally means um, a lot more than it would have meant to me mm-hmm. two years ago because I didn't have, I didn't have a context for thinking about thinking about it. I didn't have a reason to think about it. Right. You know, it just, it was like this warm, fuzzy feeling. Oh yeah. We're all allies. Everything's good. Right. Now it's like, Oh no. Like there are people whose lives mm-hmm. are threatened. There are people's who people whose uh, livelihood is threatened. Mm-hmm. Um, their day to day living life doesn't look the same for all of us. Um, and so what can I, what can I do with my, with my body, with my, I mean, you mentioned skills and talents and yes, that's a thing, but yeah, I, there, I didn't, there's no talent to being white. I just mm-hmm. showed up in the world this way. Right. Um, so kind of addressing my own complacency mm-hmm. has been a big thing for me over the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, and spiritually. Mm-hmm. So like to, to bring it back to like the whole, why, why heathen exists. Um, it's the same kind of thing. I have a, a base. I have a really strong understanding of what it is to grow up, grow up evangelical, to grow up conservative, to grow up with this as your way of thinking. And now I walk in the world in a very different way, but I still encounter people all the time right. who fall into those, for me, old patterns of thinking. So it's like, mm-hmm. how can I speak to, relate to, you know, try to affect some change. It's such a balance because... Yeah, it's all about balance. Yeah, because like, like I said earlier, I don't want to... If Christianity works for you, if if, it, if Christianity is the key that unlocks those things that, for like we were saying, yoga does for mm-hmm. us, great. Like, continue to do that. That is awesome. But also, you need to know that there are more. there's more. Like, there's multiple truths. Yeah, there are multiple really? truths. <laughs> there are multiple truths. Multiple and ways to truth, too. Exactly. And... So like you said, if it works for you, great. And then if it if it doesn't work for you, if you disagree with it, then don't like put that negative energy and, you know, make people feel bad for whatever it is that they do believe, practice, I don't care. Um, yeah, just, just don't, please don't do that. Um, <laughs> one of the things you were talking about is white privilege. I wish there was like a general phrase or term for just like something privilege, right? Because... It's like, I don't care what your privilege is, you know, whether it's, you know, your ethnicity, race, whether it's, you know, um, whatever affiliation, whether it's, you know, your gender preference or whatever, like we all have a role and something that I constantly think about and I didn't know how to do it. Like you're talking about, I know, allies, Um, you know, I've always had several of gay friends and it has never, ever bothered me. We've always had great relationships and love, but it hurt me when I would be around other friends who aren't so open or say negative things. I don't even understand or know that they're saying negative things mm. um, yeah. or make jokes and stuff. And, um, you know, something that I've learned to do and I practice a lot now is when those type of things are said, you know, you're talking about the roles of being an ally. You have an opportunity to speak up yeah. and say things, right? So, like, if my 
a family member or a friend says something, you know, I question now, like, mm-hmm. why did you say that? Mm-hmm. Or like, well, what does that mean? Or how does that impact you? Mm-hmm. Or why is it that important? Or like, did you know that I was offensive? Mm. And they're probably like, well, why do you care? <laughs> you know, right. like, what does it have to do with you? Or, you know, they're probably thinking I'm doing, putting my social justice hat on, yeah. but I am putting my social justice hat on. And, you know, my privilege is that um, it has nothing to do with the fact that I am or am not gay. It has nothing to do with my skin color. It has everything to do with my relationships with people, yeah. right? And I have a privilege to have a relationship with you who may be gay and someone who is not gay. Yeah. And I can bridge and have that conversation with them, right? So to me, you know, your privileges is whatever you make it. Um, my mm. privilege I find in the world is relationship. Mm. So, um, yeah, I wish there was like this general something privilege because everyone has that privilege which is what you make it and you have an opportunity to um speak up to do something and to ultimately make the world a better place (laughs) i love the way you're talking about like okay so uh, yeah you get accused of putting on your social justice warrior hat and Mm -hmm. that's like such there's such a negative connotation yeah but tied to relationship like there's nothing else to do mm-hmm. there's i care about this person mm-hmm. you the way you're behaving like you know talking to somebody who's right. like the, the folks that you were saying like don't even necessarily realize maybe mm-hmm. that some of the things they're saying or their beliefs the their core beliefs are actually okay that's actually racist like mm-hmm. you don't know that <laughs> like you've right. never been told that um and you've never encountered um a world where that is not the norm so I get that there's like a, a a piece of your your racism that's like mm, this is hard to say like not that it's not your fault but like it, it, culturally like that was your norm right so it's really hard it's mm-hmm. really hard to pull yourself back and like accept and see that something in you is you know hurting other people right. like that's a hard thing for anybody to do. Um, but I have a relationship with someone who right. who is who's directly impacted mm-hmm. by that system of belief, mm-hmm. by that culture, that cultural norm. It makes life shit for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you can call me a social justice warrior if you want, but really, I just have a friend. Exactly. Like I have a friend, right. and I have a relationship I care about, and I I see the the effect and the impact that it has mm-hmm. on them. And so I can't I can't not I can no longer just sit here and and watch. Yep this perpetuate um like I, yeah yeah, yeah. It can be i gotta anything. be a social justice warrior right it can be, yeah. it can be, it, for, for anything. anything i mean like i said my mom was recently diagnosed you know with some different disabilities and it completely changed my perspective yeah. on access to healthcare and the struggles that people with disabilities you know go through and mm. so now like mm. i see myself this huge health care um, you know, advocate and make sure, you know, yeah. and then seniors, like I've grown a whole nother appreciation level and respect for, yeah. you know, our aging population because they really have it difficult. For um, sure. So again, just, you know, like you said, at the end of the day, we're people and the ability, you know, to say, hey, I know someone, I have a friend, you know, that this is their livelihood and this house being affected because of examples like this, that this person may or you know, may not be using um, I think that kind of opens it up. And when you can put things on a more personal, relational like mm-hmm. spectrum and open that up to somebody, I think they're a little bit more yeah. receptive yeah. Um, to it. But, you know, again, to bring this back to like spirituality is that 
you know, it's it's the same thing with religion in the church. You know, we go back to, you know, well, why is it, why does this make you feel uncomfortable? You know, why are you saying this and using these examples? A lot of it for me, what I've learned is that it comes from, you know, what they say, well, it's it, in the Bible, it says yeah. not to, or blah, blah, blah. It's a sin. And, and, and they use all these examples. I'm just like, well, you know, have you ever questioned like, the Bible, and I will never forget when Kobe did the one of the series at MG on um, like context, you know, of mm-hmm. the Bible when it comes yeah. to uh, that. And I'm just like, well, you know, have you ever thought about what it meant for that time? Like, just because something said something doesn't mean it's the ultimate truth and right. that you believe it, right? Like, really think about how you feel, you know, at the end of the day. So, um, but alignment—that's another big thing that has that has helped me or I'm trying to work on spiritually, right? And trying to figure out, okay, well, what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. But I find that when I think and I speak and I do, when they're all in alignment, that I'm good to go. Hmm. Like I, I feel way better. I feel lighter. I don't have any doubts, any regrets. I'm like, this is who I am and boom, right? Hmm. But the times where I feel those are thing, those things are out of alignment, for example, with the sex, right? Like my yeah. mind is thinking, okay, well, according to whatever, you should do this. But, you know, my heart is thinking something else or feeling something else. Right. And then my stomach is saying something else, yeah. right? Or my <laughs> gut. Um, so, you know, I think that's where those those conflicts come. I think that's a, a big part of our experiences is that we, on this journey as far as trying to figure out where we are in life and what the truths are and, you know, do we believe in God? Do we not? Um, or the universe or whoever else, um, I think the key is once you find when all those things align, like that's where your truth is. Mm. So whatever your truth is, it's okay. That's beautiful. Alignment. Alignment. I mean, that's yoga. It like does that too. You yeah, know? There's physical alignment, like, there's spiritual alignment, there's emotional alignment. Yeah. Like when, when I'm, when I'm, intentional about sitting for an hour not sitting but moving for an hour and like focusing on like even today Mm -hmm. uh when our instructor was you know like is your is your right hip right like over your left bring it bring it in (laughs) into alignment with your left hip and i'm like oh i'm not doing that and then i do it and it changes the entire pose like everything shift yeah and then every other part of my body kind of feels better Mm -hmm. when i when i recognize oh that thing was off. <laughs> um, yeah. And if people can do that, if they could be more aware and we can scan and we can start to identify and understand what's off mm. or what's out of alignment and then make these even small shifts or nudges to correct that, mm. you know, I think we'll see that things are better. We feel better. Yeah. Um, things aren't so heavy or out of whack. So alignment, balance, all the good stuff. Taking all the best things, uh, mm-hmm. no matter where they come from, and yep. making that your making that your truth, making that your vision, your goal, your mm-hmm. pursuit, uh, what you're after. I love it. That's good stuff, Alicia Jade. <laughs> Thank you so much for hanging out with me on the podcast. Of course. And in real life. And in real life. <laughs> Someone give me a contract. I need to be like doing jingles on the side. I've been singing thoughts for the last two years and I'm convinced. Who do I talk to about that? (laughs) Is there like, is that an entertainment industry thing? Like, 
I mean, jingler. Is that a position? Is, somebody's writing. Ba, 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 ba. Right, like I'm loving it. I need that job because I come up with some pretty cool stuff. I bet you do. Mm-hmm. All right, well, you know, just start recording them like in the moment. Just do a little voice memo. And, yeah. Uh, we'll see where this pitch it to somebody. Yeah, you know, where this takes you. I mean, I'm I make music. You can figure something out. I'm all for jingle. All I need is two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Heathen. We're here every week. And in the meantime, if you miss us, you can find us in the following ways. Follow at Heathen Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Send us an email at askheathen at gmail.com, especially if you have feedback or ideas for future episodes. Leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and that helps other people find Heathen. And if you'd like to contribute to this community for people who need a soft place to land as they move away from bad religion, you can support Heathen on Patreon at patreon.com slash heathen podcast well thank you for your support with exclusive bonus content which you know is going to be freaking awesome (laughs) wherever you find yourself in this space of godless spirituality spiritual godlessness or anywhere in between you're not alone we're glad you're here here's to the heathens (laughs) 